Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of What Are You Talking About? Today my guest is Lucy Campbell, an absolute UK legend in the sport of CrossFit. She went to the CrossFit Games last year as a rookie and came home with two event wins. After taking a season off with a wrist injury, which resulted in recent surgery, we talk about how Lucy's getting on training-wise, her goals for the next season and more. This is a really great conversation and I hope you enjoy. As always, don't forget to like, subscribe and rate us to be the first to hear all about our new episodes and content. Enjoy! Lucy, thank you so, so much for joining me. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. Good. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna get the question out the way straight away. How are you doing? You've re- you announced a couple of weeks ago um, the wrist update. How are you? How is it? Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... I'm doing better um it's a hard one to answer because I think it's still there's still a lot of kind of ifs and um and so there's no like clear path and it's still very much kind of day by day but um I'm sort of happy that I feel like at least I'm doing something now and like actually started kind of the rehab process rather than just you know, sitting, waiting, which is essentially what the last year has been. So, um, yeah, just taking it day by day, but I feel good in comparison. Good. No, I'm glad. I mean, we'll we'll touch on it a bit later and obviously that you, you've had a season off, but I know it's it's probably still quite fresh and it's still quite new. Um, how is it like getting back into training? Obviously, in any sport, you use a lot of your muscles, but in CrossFit, you use your wrists a lot. How is it like adapting your training? How easy or hard has it been adapting? Um, I'll be honest, I feel very sorry for my coach. Um, <laughs> there's been a lot of squats, a lot of cycling. Um, it's a bit of a funny one because kind of up until March time, which is when we found out that it was a fracture, um I was still kind of doing bits on it like I could still when we did camp just before I had the surgery like I was handstand walking and like you know doing legless rope climbs I was doing gymnastics and I was doing all that sort of stuff and then um and so it's only only really it's been the kind of the last let's say four or five months that it's really been like very much leg focused um legs and core that's basically what I've been doing for the last kind of four or five months um it's a bit of a it is a funny one because I I had a message and I've not replied yet which is absolute classic me for anyone that knows me um on Instagram from a woman who had broken her wrist recently and she was like oh please tell me that it's not just like squats and cycling and I was thinking babe I'm not I'm not lying on my Instagram. It's literally been squats and cycling <laughs> for like five months. Um, so yeah, like it's very much been a process of kind of embracing the mundane, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's one of them things, as you said, like it is, you can't avoid it, right? It's, you've got, it's got to be done, but let's, you know, you've just got to hope for future comps that there's going to be heavy squats and a lot of cycling, right? <laughs> I think um, like, moderately heavy and high volume I'll enjoy it yeah that's fine we can request that (laughs) 
Um, so going back slightly, we will obviously talk a lot about your CrossFit career. Um, but growing up, obviously CrossFit wasn't your first sport. I know you were a gymnast and a swimmer. Um, were you? I'm assuming yes is going to be the answer. But were you always an active, sporty kid? Yeah, like literally, I was like that kid that was in all the school sports teams. I was like one of the sporty ones. Um, I just. I just loved it like and I still do I think that's been one of the biggest things for me for my wrist is like I yes obviously I would love to carry on competing but I want to be as active as possible like for the rest of my life and so I think it's just it's always been a massive part of kind of you know who I am both my sisters were sporty growing up like different sports to what I did we both we all sorry swam um, but then they went off and did rowing and I was a gymnast for longer and then went into swimming and um, yeah like I've always been super active um, and just yeah took every opportunity to be honest to like try new sports and things like that. I've decided I'd like to create a competition of CrossFit for people that have never done gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be quite interesting because it seems and it's obviously there is a lot of parallels between it um but it, I just find it funny you always speak to someone, yeah I did gymnastics as a child and ah oh, that's that's why makes sense is, on the on the women's side there's not a huge amount of like actual crossover yeah okay handstands and yeah. you know, being comfortable upside down but I think the biggest thing for gymnastics is more kind of that body awareness mm -hmm. and things like that Whereas on the men's side, there's a huge amount of crossover, yeah. like the ring muscle-ups. Ring muscle-ups is like their easiest movement on the rings when they're yeah. young gymnasts. And now you've got the parallel bars and stuff like that. Like they're bringing more and more in from the men's gymnastics side. Um, but there's not as much of a crossover, a direct crossover yeah. from the women's side of gymnastics. But I definitely think like, as I say, the body awareness like the discipline there's so much that gymnastics taught me past you know just being like oh yeah I can, I can do a handstand <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's it's knowing your body as well right so like knowing how to move it like even um like I find I'm I used to dance right and even like picking up technique and the way people yes. tell me things I, I find I pick it up quite quick I mean I'm terrible at CrossFit but I can pick up things like lifting wise yeah just from from knowing my body and I think there's quite a similarity with that in gymnastics and I think that as, as you say like whilst there aren't kind of actual you're not doing the same movements it's how you learn things yeah, so, the yeah. and then I suppose with swimming as well do you feel like obviously we swim in well I don't you swim in CrossFit <laughs> um there are certain parallels but did you find again like the discipline and the understanding of your body that really helps as well yeah I think that's the thing like you know obviously the ability to swim is a skill amongst itself um but for me it's like especially with the distances that I did in swimming so I did um I mean to be fair I did all of them but like at a higher level I did kind of 400 800 free and then uh, long distance open water. And you really have to have an ability to kind of tune into your body and know, like, is this pace that I'm holding too fast for the distance that I've got to go? Like, 
you also then have to be able to potentially just switch off and like but also stay in the race if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. open water you it's so tactical that you need to be on it and very aware all the time and yet you also don't really want to pay too much attention about like the pain that you're feeling in certain places and that kind of thing so it's like a weird ability to switch off and yet also be very attentive um and I think like with the hours of swimming like swimming is a boring sport to train for let's be honest like it is hours and hours up and down a pool and um and so yeah you do have to have that ability to just be like okay this is essentially grunt work like in CrossFit we would kind of refer to that as grunt work a lot of the time um and so yeah like there's definitely skills past just being a good swimmer that kind of I've been able to carry over to CrossFit for sure were you always competitive yeah like I unfortunately was that um god that kid at school that my PE teacher had to like tell me to chill out (laughs) I got better when I went to senior school, but at junior school, that was very much oh, me. That's amazing. <laughs> She's like, come on, it's just, it's just a game. You don't need to. Yeah. What, um, when you were at school, like, obviously, if you did loads of different sports, what was the thing you were most competitive about? What was the sport that you were most like, I want to win? Uh, I don't, I genuinely don't think there was one. I'm just competitive. <laughs> And the thing is that I'm, I'm, people sort of always think that like, oh, if I go bowling with them, I'm going to be super competitive. Like, no, can I swear on here? Yeah, go for it. I know that I'm shit at bowling, so I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like anything that I am good at or want to be good at, like that's where I'm, I'm competitive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In terms of that then, because I do this, do you then avoid things you're bad at in life in general? Um, no. Like I think the way I would definitely say that the way that I'm competitive has changed over year over the years. Like I don't like lo- losing now, but I will be more annoyed if I mess up and lose than if I just lose and I've absolutely there's nothing else I could have done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a difference between absolutely giving 100% and just not being good enough versus I could have won that and should have won that mm-hmm. if I'd have not done this mistake or yeah. something like that um and so I think that the the way that I'm competitive now has turned into a much more kind of probably controllable and healthy competitiveness mm-hmm. um whereas I think when I was younger it was like uh yeah it wasn't a healthy mm-hmm. competition it was it was win at all costs but not in a super dramatic way you know what I mean like I'm not <laughs> not wanting to cheat to win at all costs it's but it's like that it was that kind of um competitiveness mm-hmm. I've, I've just literally got like visions of you know when you were at school and there is that one kid and you're like come on thing is there used to be a group of us like one of my best friends when I was at school was the PE teacher's daughter and there was a group of us that were literally in every school sports team. And we were, yeah, we were that group. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's obviously helped you in your career. Like, because 
I think you almost need a bit of that, like, I don't know how to describe it, but you need that motivation and, and that competitiveness to get to a point in an athletic career. So mm. it's obviously benefited because as you say, like when you go into a dark place, which, you know, you walk into a CrossFit gym and people go into dark places, but there's levels of that, right? <laughs> there's, there's us thinking we're dying a little bit in a class. And then there's you guys as elite athletes, literally in the darkest of holes. Yeah. And if you don't have that competitive spark, why would you put yourself through that? Yeah, I think that's the thing that like, but that's those are the things now that I would definitely say that have changed in my competitiveness. And to be fair, I will say it now. I'm very pleased that I've grown out of what I used to be. Um, because I think now it's like, I kind of judge it off like the way that I talk to myself in workouts and it's, it's, rarely focused on other people it's more to do with like the faster I go on this the sooner the pain will be over so I'm gonna end myself now and I'm really gonna push hard <laughs> because then the pain will stop soon <laughs> a very good way to look at it <laughs> it is um do you feel like when you were I suppose because you were older when you you swam right when you were uh, training for swimming and, and as a competitive swimmer did you feel like you ever pushed yourself as hard back then as you do now oh for sure yeah yeah no I like I think one of my frustrations with my swimming career was that I always felt like I trained harder than I raced like I was right. much better I was much better in training I'd beat all the boys in training and then they would absolutely smash me in the race and I was like oh god's sake this sucks <laughs> but um I think I definitely know that like I had those times in training where I you know would borderline be throwing up or like see stars or stuff like that like I it, it wasn't on a weekly basis but there were certain sets where I was like yeah I I I think if you were to ask anyone that I used to train with they would say that I probably trained harder than most people they and whether or not that was a good or bad thing you know well I don't, I don't know. but um yeah. yeah I definitely like I'm not afraid of pushing myself in that way for sure mm. and it's I suppose it's okay <laughs> I was sorry I was just gonna say at a young age as well to be able to do that is something that probably not a lot of were you like you were a teenager right like doing that and I think yeah. for a lot of young people being able to push themselves is really hard or you get to a point and you kind of fall out of maybe not out of love with it but out of will to do it yeah. um, did you ever feel that yeah I think I kind of burnt out um I think that was part of the reason why I uh stopped swimming I just kind of ended up not being happy that I was getting the results that I thought I was putting the work in for um and I think that's when I usually start to struggle is like I am working really hard at the moment and you know I have been through my CrossFit career and I've seen the results from it and that's been obviously super rewarding um 
and I think I would I would definitely struggle more not necessarily if I started to um stall a little bit but like with swimming I felt like I was going backwards Mm -hmm. and that's where I was like there was a lot of other stuff going on as well like I think you know there was food issues I wasn't enjoying my training environment like all of this I just I'd moved to uni and that yeah as I said there was a lot going on um past just not performing like I genuinely wasn't happy um and I think as well like you do have to have something in you a little bit unhinged I think to be able to like be really comfortable sitting in that like dark place and like setting up camp there and just kind of embracing that and it's funny because it's one of the things that I've been thinking a lot of in the last like few months it's like how many really really because I did sports psychology as an as a master's as well so I have a lot of kind of interest in this kind of area anyway but I'm like how many you know really really top athletes would still be top athletes if they really felt adequate as a human and I count myself in that like I'm not I'm not the absolute top but I know that there's certain things that like drive me mm-hmm. in CrossFit that aren't necessarily healthy and I think a lot of people kind of have that and it's just one of the questions that I've been asking myself sort of recently and being like is all of my motivation yeah. healthy mm. I know that there's some bits that aren't but I also know that they're probably the things that make me good at what I do um yeah. so it's like perfectionism is one for instance perfectionism is great until it's not and then it's mm-hmm. horrendous so yeah it's uh it's just something that I like to ponder on it's such a fascinating question I feel like I want to add that to my list of interview questions and start asking people that that would be good feel like it. you're enough <laughs> are you enough what's unhealthy about how you've got to wear yeah I'd be quite interesting I'm not qualified enough to ask that question <laughs> you are so. like, you know, they're just crying and you're yeah. like oh god sorry <laughs> all right um but no I I do think that's so interesting and the fact that you recognize it as well must be so because I can only imagine doing sports psychology because do you like almost psychoanalyze yourself when you make certain decisions um no not really I'm not a practicing sports psychologist at this point in time like it's something that I've thought about doing after CrossFit but um I I wouldn't necessarily say that I psychoanalyze myself, but I think one of the things with Red Pill is that they really like encourage me to know myself and know my tendencies. And um, and I think that's one of the things that sort of made me, I don't know, think a little bit deeper about why I do things certain ways and um, and that kind of thing. So it's definitely like, it's definitely been driven by questions that other people have asked me. Yeah. And it's, it's one of them things that with any sport and with any profession, there is as much mental kind of capacity and input as there is physical. Right. And I, I can imagine particularly with your situation currently or the last year, has it been tested to the max? 
Yeah, hundred percent. Like, without a doubt, it's been the hardest year. Mm. I thought last year was hard, as in, I thought the games year was hard, and it was, but in a different way. Like, I think this has been, this has been one of the situations where I've really questioned why I'm doing it, mm-hmm. um, because I think for me, like, I. And obviously I mentioned earlier, like this surgery, I needed to be happy that even if I didn't get back to CrossFit, this is the right surgery for me. Or even if this was the right surgery for me as a CrossFit athlete, this was the right surgery for me past that. Because it's almost more important for me to be able to live a life that I'm happy with after CrossFit than it is for me to carry on like being an elite CrossFitter because I'm I'm very happy very happy with how I've done so far I'm also very unsatisfied so I think the priority for me has always been making sure that this is the right decision for me as a person that's living a life outside of CrossFit on top of me as a CrossFit athlete yeah I think that's so important because I think for anyone and obviously the situation is different but there is a world outside of CrossFit right and I think everyone no matter what and the community of CrossFit is so great and that's amazing but no matter at what wherever you are in it it can seem quite all-consuming and I can imagine when it's your career that's and it is and obviously you want to do more and as you say but there is a life outside of it and there is a life after so it's such an important thing I suppose to to recognize at this point because if you were to you know in a year's time it not be the case that you're ever going to be able to compete again obviously I hope that's not the case I'm sure you do too but having to figure it out then is going to be a lot harder than figuring it out now right yeah and it's it's a funny I've said that three times. It's an interesting one because I think the the fact that the CrossFit community does care so much and the fact that um, I am so involved in it in, you know, in that I'm also a coach and I see people on a daily basis who ask about my wrist a lot. And I know that all of these questions are coming from a really good place and yet it's made it really hard for me to just like for me to really embrace taking it day by day and to kind of actually not think about it because the fact is I have been getting questions on an almost daily basis for the last probably year and there's been very little good news And it's been like such a hard one because at almost every opportunity where I've hoped for good news, there has not been good news. Mm -hmm. It's been, it has genuinely been that bleak to the point where like, I can feel it in my throat now talking about it. Like it has been a really, really tough year and I'm not comfortable fully explaining the extent of how that's affected me to most people because I will just cry in front of them and I've been really trying not to. Um, And so trying to find answers that like, you know, 
satisfy their questions and yet actually keep me protected and don't open myself up too much has been really hard because like I I will try to give a fairly short somewhat informative answer and people will ask follow-up questions and not kind of get the gist of like I don't really want to talk about it and even when I've said I don't really want to talk about it at this point in time people will stay quiet and kind of wait for more and I'm like no I I, I'm not joking I don't really want to talk about it and that has been really hard to do without coming across as a bit of a bitch (laughs) like and uh, I understand yeah so it's been a it's been a really interesting kind of um social challenge I guess um for me like putting in place kind of boundaries in some way um and I wouldn't say that I've done a very good job at it <laughs> so I usually kind of just give in and I'm like oh yeah this is the situation um and yet you know I want to be able to give people answers I want to be able to update people which is why I've tried to be quite open on it open about it on Instagram but like not everyone has Instagram not everyone sees a post like so I usually do end up just kind of having to tell people is there a part of you as well because I feel that and I've, I've mentioned this a few times on this podcast is that because CrossFit in its entirety is still quite a small sport I feel as as fans of the sport or as people that aren't in it you feel like you know the athletes a lot more and I think you feel a, you feel very invested and you feel because you know a lot of them will reply or be at events or however much you know do you feel that that kind of makes it harder in that people would have been people know you better maybe or have been invested on your journey and obviously I know you're you're in your box a lot and you coach like does that do you think that makes it easier to a sense you've got that support around you but harder in that you don't have them walls up as much um yeah sometimes I think the thing for me is that like actually sometimes it's more the opposite I get more confused when people like get starstruck by me like even the even saying that I'm like why on earth would people get starstruck by me <laughs> like it's just me come on um but I think actually the challenging thing is that sometimes it's almost like there's an over familiarity mm-hmm. and kind of navigating that like as I said I I actively try to be as open and honest and authentic on Instagram as possible like that is really important to me um I don't want my Instagram feed to just be ad after ad after ad and sponsored posts and sponsored posts and that kind of thing and it just be like post pictures or stuff like that like that to me isn't me and I'm not a hundred percent comfortable doing stuff like that but I think I I do find that like sometimes I feel a little bit on the back foot if someone says something to me that I I haven't really necessarily thought twice about putting on Instagram but like maybe somewhat personal I don't think I'm overly personal on Instagram but like yeah I don't know (laughs) something about the cat that's been sitting in my house (laughs) something stupid like that um and I'll be like oh oh, yeah I forgot about that and like sometimes stuff like that takes me aback and but I do think that like 
I like the fact that um, there is a closeness to the community through Instagram. I am also very fortunate that like, I'm really on the receiving end of like comments from people about what they think I should do and stuff like that. So like I, I kind of get the good stuff and not really the bad. And I'm very, very fortunate in that. Um, and at the same time, if I ever get any bad comments, I just kind of delete them and like straight away, I'm pretty ruthless mm-hmm. with stuff like that <laughs> or I'll bite back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes they just need to be put in their place. <laughs> Depends what they've said. Yeah. Get a block or a bite. <laughs> yeah. One of the two. But no, I think, and that's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I suppose if you look at any other sport, you will have like, you're almost at like elite training centers or things like that. And with CrossFit, third, probably 90% of the people that are elite CrossFitters, they will train in a normal box. Yeah. And so there is, as you say that, like, I'm, obviously I'm sure you like everyone in your box and you're friendly with them. But as you say, there there isn't that kind of wall that if you were in another sport, you might have because your fans, so to speak, wouldn't see that side of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was definitely one of the things that I sort of um, had to uh, be aware of last year when like it was a run up for the games and stuff like that, because um, I, it's rare, but sometimes there would be people that would kind of come over to you when you're either like about to start a workout or about to lift or whatever and I kind of got to the stage where I would either just be like not now or I just have a horrendous resting bitch face that would be like do not come near me I am athlete Lucy right now not coach Lucy mm-hmm. Coach Lucy sure come over and ask me a question athlete Lucy don't um yeah. and I think that's one of the things that like I I have to make a conscious effort about um like because it's exactly that like training for me partly is a bit of a job Mm -hmm. and so I kind of I have to I have to have it with that mentality and at the same time I also don't want to see it as a job because I want to carry on enjoying it and I, I I there was actually quite a lot of evidence that as soon as you start making money off something the enjoyment starts to um reduce and so I don't uh I don't want to have that mentality whereas I see where I see it as a job actually like my job is related to Instagram I do CrossFit training because I'm fortunate that I have some of my income coming from Instagram and coming Mm -hmm. from sponsors and that kind of thing so I've kind of it was definitely something that after Waterpalooza especially and I started to get a few more kind of paid sponsorships and then after the games and I started to get a few more paid sponsorships um I had to really kind of shift how I saw that um because I've always wanted to just be an athlete and just be paid to train essentially and like I was very fortunate that at one point in swimming I did have a season where it, it was exactly that and I was kind of on the um performance program and when you're in that setup, you literally are just paid to, you are paid for training. Um, mm. I was still at school at the time, but, you know, swimming wise, I was paid. 
Whereas that's not the setup that we have in CrossFit. And so it's been, it's been definitely a challenge to kind of keep those two things side by side in that like training is something that I would like to get paid for, but that's not really the reality. And then I've got Instagram, which is something that I get paid for. Um, and so, yeah, those, those two things are not necessarily um, entirely linked. Mm-hmm. Are you stuck at a plateau and without a recent PB? Mergs has you covered. Bringing you the highest performance CrossFit and weightlifting equipment on the market, Mergs is your secret weapon to set a new best. Whether that's knee sleeves, grips or tape, Mergs has everything you need to stay protected and performing. Head over to mergs.com now and save 15% on all orders with the code WAD15. It makes sense and it's it's something that I think we're all probably, and when I say we, as in non-elite athletes, standard crossfitters, um, we forget, I think, is that it, it is, there are so many parts to, like, you don't go just go in and train every day. That's, you know, that's, you, you do so much more than that to allow you to go in and train every day. Yeah. How how hard was it for you because I think that you've also got to be like being an a quote-unquote influencer is one thing and then paying for it to fund your sport is another thing right mm. did you find it quite hard at first when you kind of got all these more kind of sponsorships and things to be that person that posts and and Instagram is your job like how hard was that for you I suppose it's probably quite natural now but like in the beginning to actually do that yeah I mean it is a funny one because I don't particularly I don't really want to be seen as an influencer I do want to be seen as an athlete and like I think that's at the same time I know that I'm very fortunate to be in that position where I am a quote-unquote influencer Mm -hmm. um and I think like I almost find it easier when I am fully training, for instance, to create the content because I'm using everything. So for me, like content creation is usually just I'm in a video and I'm using yeah. the products and like it's and that's what for me comes back to it being really authentic because I am using this stuff. And um, and so that's really simple, like it's actually really hard when I'm not doing a lot of that stuff now to um, to still create that same content. So for instance, like I'm sponsored by SBD, so knee sleeves. At the moment, I cannot get knee sleeves on. So it's quite hard to create content around knee sleeves yeah. when I can't get them on my legs yeah. <laughs> because of my wrist. So um, that's sometimes when it's a little bit more kind of challenging. Um, but yeah like honestly I've forgotten the question (laughs) don't worry it was just kind of that you've answered it to be honest in in that how how hard is it to do it because it's funny like I I think like I wouldn't look at you as an influencer but actually I suppose a lot of your job is the sort of things that influencers would do and it's it's having that that relationship um but no it's so interesting I think it's really important to talk about as well because I think we forget a lot of the time that you actually do this to 
able yourself to train. Um, but I have realised we've been talking for like half an hour and we haven't actually mentioned the games at all <laughs> or really how you started CrossFit. So we'll we'll sidestep slightly. Um, I'm literally going to completely randomise the question. How did you find CrossFit? Um, so I had quit swimming um, and I was playing hockey at uni for a couple of years because hockey was one of the sports that I played growing up. And uh, so I was just playing hockey, going to the gym, and I was doing this class at Pure Gym called Pure Rig. It's now Pure Functional, but it was essentially like the guy that took it was kind of interested in CrossFit. And so we had like wall balls with a med ball in it. We had sumo deadlift high pulls with a kettlebell. We had kettlebell thrusters. There was a rower and a ski erg. And it was basically like a circuits class, but of quasi crossfit movements mm-hmm. um and so i went along to that and i was really enjoying it i was like pretty consistent i would go every week and then um i was talking to the guy that uh, was running the class after one of the classes his name's barney and he was like you know I, I think you would enjoy crossfit um so i went along to a local CrossFit box, um, to one of their Saturday sessions, which was a like a team workout essentially, and it was a team workout with literally every work every movement under the sun. There was like handstand push-ups, there were wall balls, there was assault bike, there were clean and jerks and snatches, and so I I literally got like just thrown in at the deep end, um, and honestly like it was there was no looking back after that I was just like this is so cool there's so many different things to try there's so many different like parts of this like sport and it was just uh yeah I was just fully hooked it's I don't I haven't met anyone yet that's gone to a CrossFit gym and then gone now I'm all right (laughs) I think you have but I think if and I'm sure there are hundreds of people out there that have, but I think when you get hooked, it's so hard to yeah un- unhook yourself. That's not a term, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and it's as you say, like there's so many new movements, and it's funny going back to what you were saying about swimming and that you were literally just swimming up and down in a pool. In CrossFit now, it seems like there's a new movement every week. Isn't it just? <laughs> um I feel like I remember seeing something on your Instagram after the games last year about single unders um did I like how 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 do you find single unders how do you find crossovers I suppose you haven't probably haven't had much experience with them yeah cross single crossovers I can do um single unders I'm now obviously fine with um (laughs) I haven't really been able to practice much more than that, to be honest. But yeah, single unders. I could have told you before the games that I was rubbish at single unders because there was a reason that I learned to double under and it was because yeah. I was rubbish at single unders. <laughs> I think that's a fair enough excuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like, And that's the thing is there's always... But even if it's not necessarily a new movement, they're finding ways to incorporate new things or objects or... And I think that's probably one of the things that people love most about it right and I because even when you get to a level like yourself you there's always something new to learn and new to to 
to get better at is that something that has kind of kept you motivated and invested and hooked I suppose if we're going to use that term like throughout the years um definitely the process of like learning new skills and trying to get better at new things and that kind of thing has I think one of my frustrations last year is more that actually like I would really love CrossFit to know what it is and I didn't feel like CrossFit knew what it was and um I think as like an elite CrossFit athlete I I was just quite frustrated by some things um because I think like when you look at the women's event for instance with the pegboards and the double crossovers and stuff like that not a single woman actually got to attempt the the like press to handstand Mm -hmm. and for me that's not demonstrating the best in the sport that's not making an exhibition of the best in the sport like I you know I'm I wasn't good at single unders that's one of those situations where I was not good enough but I do think that in that situation actually what you wanted to see was people push really hard to try and do the event and like and I think it would be really cool yeah okay if if they want to put double crossovers in then that's fine but I think it would have been cool had they maybe sent a rope to all the competitors and said this is a new movement that's going to be in start practicing yeah and then it's a very level playing field but like you know some people did get sent ropes some people didn't most people didn't and so there was a slight frustration that made stuff like that not feel fair mm-hmm. um and I think there's things I might have spoken out of turn there but oh well oh, I think well. it was a very tactful answer don't worry yeah um and I think it would be I'll stick with it would be nice for CrossFit to really have an idea of what it is do you think that changed at this year's games I do think at this year's games it started to go back towards um what we've seen in the past and I think like that was one of the things that I actually liked about the programming for this year's games like loads of people were like oh but there was no barbell there was no bar there was obviously there wasn't a huge amount of barbell but there were quite a lot of events that like required you to be strong to be able to do them so for instance with the pig for instance with the sandbag squats like those are events that were won by strong people because ultimately it was the strength that was the determining factor for a lot of those things um and so I liked the fact that it was like using the skills that we need in CrossFit but not um not testing them with the thing that we would normally see it with that being said we also had a clean and jerk and a snatch event so like I don't really see the argument there yeah (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) and it's funny isn't it because I remember I think it must have been a 2019 games where the format of the games changed and that's not necessarily the programming but the format and I remember Dave Castro saying well clearly it doesn't matter because this the fittest people still won right and I suppose you could have that argument for last year's games you could but it's interesting to have your take on it that actually yeah it's is it about who can adapt best on the day or is it about who's worked harder 
the hardest throughout the year yeah and I think like with the format stuff for instance it's um I would just love to see a few seasons back to back where it's exactly the same where (laughs) like I and I think from a spectator point of view that would make things a lot simpler you you can explain it to people um but like it's pretty much been five years the five years that I've been doing CrossFit basically not a single season has looked the same which to me coming from swimming where I could tell you four years four years in advance what the program is going to be because it goes on a rotation between the Olympic cycles mm-hmm. um, it's it's really disorientating and it's really hard to plan it's like is the open going to matter this year is it not going to matter is I don't know are they going to change their mind so it's top 40 going to semis next year, not top 60? Like, you just never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's actually, that is very, very tiring and really hard as an athlete to keep up with because actually off-seasons are really important. And if I don't know what the next season looks like, it's really hard to actually take a proper off-season. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like it's um that side of things is quite frustrating like that's where again it's like I wish CrossFit would know what it is because one competition format for the season would be really nice yeah and I would quite like it not to go off the worldwide rankings because there are so many issues with that that have not been addressed we don't talk about that yeah <laughs> I would just like it to either to stay semi-finals because I I mean I actually really liked it when it was called regionals but yeah. too many names <laughs> just stick to one name it's the same yeah. thing um no but I I also I think I really appreciate hearing that from your side because as someone who you know is a spectator but also probably like works in the sport it is hard and every open because I'm a nerd people go oh it just explained CrossFit to me like what what is this I'm like, well, this year yeah. it's happening, but last year... This year it's two weeks, but last year it was three, and the <laughs> two years before that was five, so who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> no, it's better, yeah, it is. I think you've. that's a very, very good point, and I, again, something that, as a spectator or as a someone who doesn't plan their life around the cross... Well, I actually kind of do, in a sense, plan my life around the CrossFit season, but competitively it's really interesting and something we don't think about that you have to do that um so yeah thank you for sharing your thoughts there um I'm gonna dip very quickly into your experience at the games um because overall it was pretty damn good for a rookie season um probably a bit bittersweet talking about it at the moment I can imagine but um 2022 fittest woman in the UK and it's this statistic baffles me still but you were only the second individual female British woman to make it to the games how was that entire experience for you yeah um it was it it was a I mean this is a stereotype it was an absolute roller coaster like I had so I had a lot of bad events like I'll be honest I was not really I wasn't happy with a lot of events there. Like there were definitely things that I could have done. And this is where it comes back to like, I'm competitive. Yes, because the result wasn't great, but 
because I do think I could have done better in certain things mm-hmm. um and you know you are where you are on a day and you do how you do and there's, there's nothing that can change that but like I had a really hard start I had a good first event <laughs> like the bike went well and then I had two basically bottom finishes like with the um elizabeth elevated and the single under incident that we don't need to talk about (laughs) um and so then i was just very much like i was never thinking about the cuts which was a good thing for me like i remember my mum messaging me and being like oh don't worry lucy there's still time to climb the leaderboard and i was like thanks mum wasn't thinking about it but now (laughs) (laughs) mum's (laughs) um so it was like it was just trying to take each day and each event as it comes and like yes I had some really high highs so like after the swim event and like my phone was going nuts and yet I was also trying not to pay too much attention to that and stuff like that like it was just a really interesting challenge um because you know there's certain there's certain things that like you dream of trying like the pigs on the north park like trying to do a pig flip was absolutely bonkers being part of the capital event was absolutely bonkers and yet there's certain things that i wish i'd done a bit differently in those so like i feel like each kind of each high has a caveat and each low has a caveat and um and so like overall i was I was pleased, but I knew that that wasn't my full potential. Um, and and that was sort of why I was so frustrated about this year, because, like, it was just, I really felt like I had momentum. Like, I so wanted to go back to the Games this year and, like, fight for a top 10 spot. And actually, I think the Games events would have been better for me this year, which mm. is even more even though there wasn't a swim I think the games events on the whole would have been better for me this year um and at the same time I also know that I would have had some really bad events so it's I mean that's just CrossFit really like um but yeah like I look back at that and that's just like a it's an ultimate like dream come true like it's funny as well because I obviously went through the whole process with Kelly which Kelly Marshall who you obviously had on here and I listened to that episode and that was a nice little nostalgic moment but um like went through the whole thing with Kelly and the run-up to the games was incredible and then we barely saw each other through the whole games because yeah. our schedules were just completely different um but like you know having that opportunity to go and do check-in and get my kit and have Kel there who had obviously helped me through the whole of that season um like it was just again something that like I will never forget and I will try not to get emotional about <laughs> that's right you get emotional or you, I mean we I haven't asked you if you think you're adequate at something so <laughs> you can cry about this um you touched on it briefly there about this year's events and I I'm gonna ask even though it's probably quite a hard well uh, not a nice question to answer but of this year's 2023's events, what one are you most gutted you didn't get to do? Um, I actually think like Hel- Helena 
Yes. I think I would have really enjoyed Helena. Um, and and also, um, well, at the last event, I would have absolutely loved Echo Bike and Thrusters. Yeah, I mean, not nice, but yeah. No, but like grind. Yeah, you. It's not. It's it's no thought almost, right? You just you've got to go. Yeah, I love that. No, and I think from from kind of a, a British fan perspective, like I think you've represented us amazingly. So thank you for that. And obviously, as I'm sure many many people are, we hope to see you back there next year. Um, and a speedy recovery. I'm gonna let you go very shortly, but I'm gonna ask you some quick fire questions. My favorite things to do. Um, your favorite lift? Uh, snatch. Lovely. Favorite overall movement in CrossFit? I'm assuming not single end. No. Um, I think maybe chest bar. Uh, your favorite benchmark wad? Um, I don't know if it's officially a benchmark, but double DT. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we can take that. It's... DT is a benchmark, just double yeah. it. Just, that's fine. I mean, you've made it worse for yourself, but that's fine. <laughs> um, and then finally, if you were to go to the games on a dream team, who would you have next to you? This. I know you would ask this. Yeah, you've listened. See, you should have been prepared for this. I know, I know. Oh God. It's one of those things where I'm like, do I pick um performance or do I pick good time? Or both? I'd pick oh yeah. I think in terms of performance, you can't really go that wrong. Right? I mean, unless you pick someone that hasn't maybe gone to the game. <laughs> but you know what I mean. But I think I think it'd be good times you'd have to go for. Okay funny one because I feel like I've not really been involved in CrossFit that long mm. so there's a lot of people that I don't really know um anyone who you want to get to know <laughs> you bit them anyone who you think you want to be really good friends with um I think I just I love Pat Belmer yeah I just think he's hilarious and that Ron Wad video that they did like two years ago of all of his mess ups sorry Pat, but that actually like made me cry with laugh. I haven't thought about that video in a long time. It's, no, but it, my favorite bit is where he's like chasing the dumbbell, the weight that's like run away from his yoke. Oh my god, like that absolutely kills me. <laughs> He'd be a great shout. Oh god, so I think he would be a lot of fun. Um, I think I know that like. At one point, um, me, Kel, Meg Lovegrove and Aoife were meant to do Arnold Fitness Games as a four. Um, Good luck to anyone else competing. It, this was last year. And then I got injured. Kel was injured. Both of us, like, from pre-game stuff. So it never ended up happening. Mm. But I think whichever of those girls would be up for it would just be hilarious. And then other guy this is not a quick fire question anymore um, right. I like to challenge people yeah other guy I'm trying to think of male crossfitters now jeez Lazar Dukic there you go that's a good shout yeah 
He's also endurancey like I am, so I think it'd be yeah. Good. You have to kind of think of the technical things, right? But equally, who's gonna who's gonna enjoy it most? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so so much. Sorry for challenging you at the end. And <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat, and uh, I look forward to hopefully seeing you in person soon, and um, also seeing you back on the comp floor and a speedy recovery. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.